Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to Made by Women, a new podcast by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. At a moment when businesses face some of the biggest challenges in recent history, we bring you inspiring stories, practical insights, and shared learnings to help you successfully navigate in today's environment. Every Thursday, Made by Women will showcase the experiences of legendary women entrepreneurs, fierce up-and-comers, and everyday women who found success their own way. Consider this your real-world MBA, designed for the new now. I'm Kim Azzarelli, and thanks so much for joining us today. Nothing is more important than our health, but navigating today's medical and insurance environment is challenging for most of us. It's hard to find all the information we need in one place, but Kristen Valdez is out to change that. Kristen was a health industry executive who thought she knew her way around the system, but when her young daughter had a health crisis, Kristen had a hard time getting her hands on the data she needed to help her daughter. Kristen's daughter came through the emergency, but that was the impetus for Kristen to start Be Well. Be Well is a B2B company that gives consumers access to their healthcare data in a way they can understand and make the best use of. Be Well has been thriving ever since Kristen started it in 2015. This year, at a time when healthcare is on all of our minds, Kristen was honored by Springboard Enterprises and Accenture as one of the women who are transforming industries. Enjoy my conversation with Kristen Valdez founder and CEO of Be Well. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So I've heard your company being referred to as the company we've all been waiting for. So tell us, what does Be Well do? 
BeWell is a connected health platform that enables healthcare industry stakeholders like insurance companies or providers uh, to provide the populations that they serve with a new front end to healthcare. And what that means is that their individuals can now download the application and BeWell can get to work for them. So we collect and aggregate all of their healthcare data and information in one place. We go out and collect their insurance information, their clinical information from their providers, labs, pharmacies. We collect information on things like social determinants and preferences and likelihoods and risk profiles. And then we surface those to consumers in a uh, manner in which they can understand because most health data and insurance data was not written for the average human being to understand it. Um, And so we create trend lines and we give useful educational information about how to understand and interpret your own data. And then we connect people to services, whether they are in-person, virtually uh, provided, or digital, like the rise of the new digital therapeutics, so that we can help bring care based on a user's own data needs to them directly in a manner that matches their lifestyle. Wow. Well, now I can see why this is the company we've all been waiting for. So you started on this journey about six years ago. How did you get into this? I've had the great fortune of being a healthcare executive for the last two decades. So healthcare was not new to me. But when my own child was born with an autoimmune condition, and I could not successfully navigate the healthcare delivery system, even as an industry expert, I realized that we were failing the average family, that we weren't giving them the tools that they needed to take care of, protect, diagnose, and control the disease burden of their loved ones. Um, And so my daughter had a near-fatal incident uh, because two electronic medical record systems, i.e. two of her provider's systems, could not communicate with one another. Uh, And it was just an average everyday occurrence of an antibiotic for a sinus infection that happened to be contraindicated to a disease that was sitting in a specialist system that her primary care didn't know about. And her body killed off all of its own blood platelets and she nearly bled to death. And at that point, I realized that we could do better and that these weren't technology problems, but they were business problems and that we needed to focus squarely on the consumer and give people the control and the right to protect their loved ones by giving them access to their own data. And by doing that, we could create a truly curated, personalized experience for each individual in this country. It seems like a lot of times when you want to do something that is as disruptive as what you're talking about, there's a lot of resistance. How did you get started and what were the early days like? So the early days were full of a lot of education. Um, you know, the team that uh, at BeWell has been or in healthcare, as I said, for quite some time. So we had a lot of credibility. Uh, we weren't outsiders just coming in to disrupt an industry. We were insiders saying we have to do better and that you can't really disrupt an industry. It's really about making incremental change and doing things one step at a time, which is how these big giant industries can, um, can actually start to transform. So we did a lot of education. We got involved with the regulatory and the policy side of things. And we volunteer our time on the Karen Alliance, which is a, um, a really great organization that is designed for enabling and empowering consumers with their healthcare data. And we help to shape what is how healthcare data is being transacted today through open API infrastructure, which did not exist in the many decades that I was involved in healthcare and data transmission. So for the first time in history, we put a penalty on providers and payers if they failed to share data um, with consumers upon their request. 
And we dictated the technology standard to be utilized to do it. And by doing that, we're now giving consumers the freedom to choose any application that they want to, that they feel provides value in their lives from a healthcare perspective and can authorize those applications to get their data to personalize the experience. So take me to the beginning. Tell us about your first customer and and how did you get started? Our first customer was a uh, health plan that was created under the Affordable Care Act. And they were what is known as a medical home model. And so we had the opportunity to launch our product from a consumer experience perspective with both an insurance company and a provider on the other side so that we were able to identify risks and needs for individuals and their families and then connect them seamlessly into the care that they needed in a local manner to help make those appointments and scheduling easy. And what was it like to create a consumer-centric experience in technology and health? There's a lot that goes into that. How did you think about that? And how did you put the consumer at the center of everything? So one is that we're learning every day. Uh, It's a constant journey uh, for consumers because we're not all alike. And so we knew that we needed to gather a lot of information around what the challenges were in accessing the healthcare delivery system today and what the frustration points were for consumers. And we architected a our first user journeys and experiences around the things that are most frustrating to users, which is, I never have all the information to fill out that form when I go to the doctor's office. If I can order a pizza and track it to my home from a delivery perspective, why can't I make a doctor's appointment online? We spent a lot of time realizing that the frustrations were, they seemed like such simple things, but healthcare is very complicated and it's very fragmented and siloed and there's lots of different systems. So there was no one size fits all. And we needed to, and the reason that we went into being a B2B business was because we could integrate our solution with the existing workflows of an existing provider or an existing payer. And we could transform the front end so that it was the easy button. It was simple for consumers, but we could do all the tough integrations with all the different systems on the back end, and the consumer really never needed to see them. And has it been difficult to convince healthcare systems or large health organizations to take this route? In the beginning, I would say that there was a lot of learning and education uh, in the first couple of years. But in the last 12 to 24 months, it it has become the forefront of where health systems and insurance companies are going, realizing that we need to move from a system-centric healthcare system to one that is person-centric and that we have the data and the technologies to stop operating uh, behind the curve in healthcare where data comes in every month and instead move to real-time streaming insights. And part of that is just the evolution of technology, sensors, the ability to track uh, insights on health on an individual in real time. And how we now integrate that into the healthcare delivery model is at the forefront of a lot of executive thinking and certainly at the top of their budgets Because what consumers really want is something that's personalized to their own experience and that is helpful to them at the time that they need it. So you mentioned the last 12 to 24 months. How has the last six months impacted your business? How has COVID impacted things? COVID has accelerated uh, the need for digital health um, by what is more than probably 10 years time in a normal setting. And that's because for the first time, Healthcare shut down. It wasn't recession proof. Um, you know, hospitals shut down, doctors shut down, people weren't able to get care. And the only way to get out to somebody who was in need was to was virtually and in their homes. 
And so the last six months have proven that, you know, not only are hospitals financially impacted when things like COVID hit, but that if they weren't already set up with functions like telemedicine and they didn't have remote patient monitoring and they didn't have a way to connect with their patient base, that they were not only losing a lot of revenues, but they couldn't reach out and take care of the populations that they're committed to taking care of because they had no good way to reach them. So the adoption of, you know, even providers willing to use technology to reach out to patients went from somewhere below 20% to over 80 to 85% out of necessity. Wow. And and what that meant was that not only are providers ready and able to use these technologies, but now patients are willing to receive them and finding that they are convenient and that they don't have to spend a lot of time waiting in a doctor's office or making appointments by phone, that they can talk to their doctor virtually and still get their medications in some cases, and they're, they like it. And so the acceleration of technology from COVID, um, I would say, has really put this on fire in a way that we've never seen before. It's incredible. I mean, it's an interesting period in, in history because you see so much difficulty and so much hardship on people. And at the same time, there's so much acceleration going on that there's a lot of uh, optimism that we could come out of this in a better place, um, despite the hardship that we're all going through. We'll be back with Seneca's Made by Women after this short break. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
Now, I want to just bring you back to what it's like to run a company like this. Uh, you've had a lot of success um, and obviously an incredible product. You've really broken through. You also were able to raise a lot of capital. What was it like in the early days trying to get funding? And, and do you have any recommendations for other entrepreneurs who are looking to do the same? The early days are tough. And you know the advice that I would have is right now, especially in healthcare and in digital health, is that it, de- it really does depend on where you are in the country. Um, their early stage capital tends to be localized. And we sit in Baltimore, which has an emerging ecosystem of startups, but it's not one that is mature. Um, so I ended up having to travel across the country to other areas in order to find the capital that we needed to you know, kind of get off the starting block. Um, we were very fortunate in that we came across Springboard very early um, in our lifespan. And they were incredibly helpful to us um, as a network of you know, women mentors to me personally, but also in getting us connected and helping us to understand the landscape and making those introductions for us. So I would definitely encourage any organization, especially if you're female-led, to work with organizations like a springboard who can help facilitate what you need at the time that you need it, um, because it's incredibly helpful instead of just trying to look for your local angel groups. Um, because at the time we were raising in Baltimore, our angel group was not very active. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and we only really had two. Um, and so, um, you know, it was nice that we could meet people all across the country who we otherwise wouldn't have had exposure to. So early days, you get some early investment capital and you've just done another very significant raise, I understand. We did. Yeah. In February, we completed uh, a raise just over $16 million. Um, We were very excited about it because we were able to raise from uh, strategic companies representing pharmacies as well as health systems. Uh, We've always focused all of our financing rounds, ensuring that we could include existing customers because we want them to be on this journey with us. So we were excited to be able to do that again. Congratulations. That's a big accomplishment. How were you able to scale? We are still scaling. Um, and it's always a balance between the number of clients that you're bringing on and the size of those clients, along with bringing on and finding top talent. Um, you know, I've always been a big fan of waiting and finding the right person versus just growing for the sake of growing. But we're also in a very competitive marketplace because digital health is accelerating across the world. And so there's a, you know, digital health has not been, well, it's been talked about for many years. Believe it or not, there are very few healthcare institutions that are cloud-based using AI and machine learning and that have um, the structure and the framework to really adopt digital health. They're getting very serious about it now, but because it's not something that's been mature, there's not a lot of people with a ton of experience in it. So it's a nice combination and growth of bringing in people from outside industries that are very good at this, like from the travel or financial industries. And by bringing folks with the experience on the technology side and marrying them up with the folks that have been in healthcare for as long as they have, you can really accelerate your growth and open up your recruiting um, capabilities to really support that. Um, but it is an interesting dynamic growing when the technology is changing in an entire ecosystem at the same time that, you know, the people with a lot of the deep knowledge have not utilized the technologies needed to move into the true personalized digital landscape. That's super interesting. Now, in recruiting this talent, uh, obviously, you have a vision. And it seems like 
the world is sort of catching up with your vision. Where do you see this going over the next five years and, and how do you see it scaling? Over the next five years, we anticipate um, further expanding on what we call Be Connected, which is our healthcare marketplace. Um, we have the ability as consumers to utilize products like Amazon and Walmart, you know, that now are even beyond their own internal products and have a marketplace as well. But in healthcare, there's no centralized marketplace for people to go to. So when healthcare happens to them, which is unfortunately the environment we live in, is we we are sick or a loved one is sick or a friend is sick. And then we deal with that when it happens. We don't proactively say, hey, I've got 10 minutes free to Google the internet. I wonder if I become a caregiver, if there's an app for that that can help me, right? We, right. Don't, pre- we don't prepare for healthcare. And so there needs to be a trusted place where people can go to understand the great technologies that exist out there. Because unfortunately, people with chronic conditions or acute conditions um, or who are suffering you know, right now with anxiety and depression, which is through the roof with COVID across the world right now, they need to know that there are great organizations out there from a digital perspective, as well as a virtual perspective that can help them. And so we need, we're working right now to expand our marketplace to continue to make those personalized matches based on a user's preferences and their likelihoods so that they can easily find the kind of care that fits into their lifestyle, whether it's in-person, virtual, or digital. Well, that's, that sounds pretty exciting. So is there anything that you would tell an entrepreneur in this moment, given what you've seen and given your experience over the last six years? Obviously, there's always a lot of ups and downs, but is there anything in particular that you faced that you felt was really difficult? Um, and, and how did you overcome that? I think, uh, well, one, in the healthcare space, it, it used to be very difficult to break into this space. And so my advice to an entrepreneur who's interested in fixing something that they feel is nonsensical in healthcare, and trust me, there's a lot of that, <laughs> that now is a really good time uh, to come in because there is more innovation happening and you ha- will be doing a lot less um, educating. But you also have more of the tools available. Like if you can gather consumer trust and you can do things in a secure, private you know, manner that you can break in um, and have the consumers enable you because you're adding value in their lives. And then that makes it easier to go into kind of the larger healthcare stakeholders in the country and break in. So my advice would be, you know, when you see a problem, you know, that you want to solve, don't be afraid of it because healthcare has been so difficult in the past because we do see that opening up and we want to encourage an innovation growth mindset where digital health applications can come onto the marketplace um, significantly in greater rates than they have before uh, in order to help to solve for what is our current sick care system and really move it into one that is personalized and that meets a consumer need. Well, that's great advice. Talking to you is making me optimistic about the future of my own personal health and everyone's health. Is there something that's making you optimistic in this moment? There's a lot of things making me optimistic in this moment. I can tell you, we are uniquely positioned to see what's top of mind for employers and for insurance companies, for retail pharmacies, for health systems and providers. And what I'm most excited about is we're seeing health systems rebrand themselves as population health companies. We're seeing you know retail pharmacies invest in things like primary care and connected health We're seeing that everyone across the spectrum is trying to do a better job at consumerism 
and being able to put the consumer at the center, which they've been talking about for a long time. So what makes me optimistic is that new business models are emerging. People are disrupting their own business models in order to help make things more affordable and more convenient for consumers across the board. And they want to do it quickly, which is not something that I've seen in my two decades, but is definitely on the here and now. So Kristen, earlier you mentioned uh, your participation in Springboard and the critical role that Springboard Enterprises has, has played in introducing you to the right people at the right time. And you recently were recognized as a Springboard honoree. Why is that important to you and what has it meant to you? Well, first of all, I'm extremely humbled and honored by that because Springboard is made up of some of the brightest, most motivated, talented women uh, on the planet. And so to be recognized by them as a woman um, transforming an industry, it truly matters. Um, and, I, and I take that very seriously. Um, Springboard has been so instrumental to our overall success because they're a global organization. And the connections and the networks that they have run so deep that they're, if there's ever anything that I need, I can reach out and probably have 100 answers in the same day and people willing to help. And that really helps entrepreneurs to, um, in the true sense of the word, to springboard their ability to be successful. Um, so it's just an incredible honor given the number of amazing women that I've met in my journey with Springboard over the last five years. Well, it's just so great to talk to you, um, to learn about Be Well. Congratulations on everything you're doing and, and thank you for everything you're doing. We look forward to seeing what comes next. Thanks for having me. What a great perspective. We can all look forward to a healthier future thanks to Kristen Valdez. Here are the top three takeaways I got from the conversation. First, Kristen reminds us that major disruptive change happens one step at a time. And meaningful change requires flexibility, planning, and constantly educating yourself. Second, when you're seeking capital, Kristen suggests looking beyond your immediate geographic area and look for more than just funding. Kristen tells us how Springboard Enterprises was able to connect her to a network of leaders who provided her with invaluable advice and support. Finally, be willing to disrupt your own business model in order to make things more affordable and more convenient for consumers. There's always room in the marketplace for a company that can do that. Made by Women is brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 